This Ucast is brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil. SU is a platform for energy professionals, policymakers and commentators to share best practices and solutions with the global energy space. Now, by 2025, ASEAN aims to generate up to 23% of its energy through renewable sources. Southeast Asia is already home to several large-scale renewable power projects. Over the past few years, Singapore has increased its solar energy capacity exponentially and is now one of the most solar-dense cities in the world. But this is only one part of the renewable energy mix. To get the bigger picture, we are joined now by Mr. Ko Chiap Kyung, who is the CEO Singapore and Southeast Asia Semcorp Industries. Mr. Ko, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Rachel. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Mr. Ko, perhaps we can start off and you can share with us how Semcorp is supporting Singapore's aim of reaching net zero by 2050. Sure. For Semcorp's sustainability is our business. Uh, we have unveiled our strategic plan in May 2021. What we want to do is to transform our portfolio from brown to green. By 2025, we want to four times growth our renewable, four times to 10 gigawatts. Actually, we have uh, now achieved 7.1 gigawatts, which is a great achievement uh, considering we just implemented our strategy in one year. We also want to reduce our carbon intensity emission by 25%. By 2050, we want to achieve net zero emission target. And uh, we, we have really good traction now in renewable growth in all mm-hmm. our key segments, Singapore, Southeast Asia, UK, China and India. Let's go into Singapore. SEMCOP currently is the largest solar developer in Singapore. We have nearly one third of Singapore's 2025 target of uh, 1.5 gigawatts. We're now about 400 megawatts peak. Uh, and, and we intend to continue to grow in this aspect. With this solar implementation, we are now covering about 2,500 sites and have about 100 customers. We also pioneered uh, interesting projects with PUB GTC. Uh, we are the first one to implement the solar, uh, floating solar in Tinge. Uh, this is one of the largest inland floating solar PV system in, in the world. We also have a solar farm at Tuas. And this is a first solar with an integrated rainwater harvesting system. Solar itself will not be able to solve our net zero problem. Uh, in our journey to achieve net zero, we have also implemented, and now implementing a battery solution. Uh, we are working with EMA to develop a 200 megawatts of energy storage system in Jurong Island. This will be uh, online uh, by the end of this year. We are also using our leverage in in, in UK because we're the largest operator of battery in UK. And from there, we are learning how to operate batteries and also replicating this in Singapore. Hydrogen as well, we are looking at up-and-coming technologies to help decarbonize in a bigger way, especially green hydrogen. We are working with tech partners to explore the flexibility, feasibility and and implementation of a commercial-scale supply chain to deliver decarbonized hydrogen solution into Singapore. 
Besides hydrogen, we are also looking at carbon capture, uh, utilisation and storage technology. Uh, we are working with some partners to see how we can actually bring this technology into Singapore. You've touched on what is happening here in Singapore. Dare I ask, Southeast Asia? I mean, Semcorp has more than two decades of experience in Southeast Asia. Could you share more about the opportunities that you see in the region? Vietnam, for example, we have been operating over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 11 industrial parks uh, under the brand name of VSIP, and we have been working in Vietnam for a very long time. Similarly for Indonesia as well, we have 20 years of partnership. We were the first to bring natural gas from, uh, pipe natural gas from Indonesia to Singapore, and we also have our urban development business in Indonesia. So with this experience and also having the proximity and cultural advantages, we intend to export our SEMCOPS capabilities in Southeast Asia. Especially in Vietnam and Indonesia, we are trying to continue to grow our renewable assets uh, to actually meet our 10 gigawatts target. Uh, in addition to that, uh, because of our positions in the park, industrial park, we would also like to see how we can aim to achieve net zero for the industrial park itself. So two fronts, one is in the renewable angle, and the, the second part is really the urban development in the cities, like how we actually can decarbonize in some of these urban cities. We've been speaking with Mr. Ko Chap Kyung, who is the CEO of Singapore Southeast Asia, Semcorp Industries, as part of a special series of SUCAS brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil. I just want to rewind to something that you mentioned earlier. You spoke about going from brown to green. What do you think can be done to ensure a smooth energy transition for countries in the region? Uh, I would like to say that the demand for energy growth in Southeast Asia is very huge. Mm. 70% uh, increase from 2015 to 2040. So with this change, there's also a big change in the energy mix itself. Currently, most of uh, in, in Southeast Asia is still a lot of gas, coal, plants, and, and the mix will change over time. So to meet this rising demand in a very sustainable way, the energy transition must take into account a few things. Reliability, energy security, and affordability. To improve these indicators, we need to have clear approaches for funding, energy infrastructure upgrades, reforming regulatory frameworks, developing green energy skill sets. Let me touch each point further. For funding itself, I think according to ARENA, more than 5 trillion investments will have to be deployed by 2050 in Southeast Asia to actually change the profile. To do this, commercial structure to support financing is very, very important mm-hmm. to make sure that we have enough support from the banks and, and real stakeholders to make financing a viable option for developing such projects. The second part of upgrading infrastructure, this needs to be modernised as well because most grids are actually built for thermal plants, which Mm -hmm. is a 24-7 kind of a plant load factor. Moving into renewables, moving into the new technologies is totally different. So uh, grids have to be upgraded to make sure that we can actually accept some of these renewable, interruptible kind of loads. Besides upgrading the infrastructure, we also need to look at regulatory frameworks as well. Most regulatory frameworks need to be upgraded to take into account such new technologies. And I think in SEMCOP, we've been working quite a lot with... uh, regulators like EVN, EMA, to make sure that we propose to them what we think some of the changes should be and also to see how we can uh, upgrade some of these regulatory frameworks. Uh, besides this, I think we also need to make sure that we develop the green skill sets. Manpower, very manpower, key. That's yes. right, manpower is very key. In all the changes itself, we need to take people along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if you look from SEMCOP's point of view, we have actually worked 
quite closely with uh, our partners. We also have worked quite closely with higher learning schools to try to level up skill sets to be able to bridge this gap. So you've spoken a lot about the energy transition and energy sources. And I want to get your perspective on uh, what technologies and solutions you see as potentially being the next transition after natural gas, because at the end of the day, natural gas is a fossil fuel as well, isn't it? Yeah, I I think the next big technology transition that can move a needle after considering existing renewable tax will be like energy storage, Mm -hmm. hydrogen, carbon capture, utilisation and storage. Especially in Singapore, the lack of natural resources and land scarcity makes such solution even more critical to achieve our energy transition goals. We have actually now worked on our energy storage. We are deploying 200 megawatts of energy storage and this will support the increased deployment of solar because as we know, solar has intermittent uh, sources. Mm -hmm. For hydrogen itself, EMA Energy 2050 Committee report projected low-carbon hydrogen as the main energy source, accounting for up to 60% of Singapore energy mix in all the, all the major scenarios. This is some parallel to natural gas uh, and, uh, and hydrogen. I, I think I, I will explain a little bit more because mm. for natural gas, it first started as LNG and for this source of gas to be as a dominant fuel, the infrastructure and changes have to happen before you can actually introduce uh, such gas into the country. Both of these are very key to decarbonize the energy system and safeguarding our national security in different stages. Hydrogen will also play a very similar role in replacing fossil fuels that I mentioned earlier, just like natural gas. Carbon capture, utilization and storage, uh, I I think this must also come in. IEA has also suggested that in order to meet Paris Agreement targets for SEA, Southeast Asia, about $1 per year investment from 2025 to 2030 is needed. Mm. Developing carbon capture potential from zero today to 200 million tons in Southeast Asia by 2050. At SAMCOP, uh, we are proud to say that we have met Singapore 200 megawatts ESS target with Jurong Island BSS implementation. We are also collaborating with partners on the low carbon hydrogen technology and also uh, partners to work on the CCUS as well. Okay. So lastly, perhaps to summarise, you could share with us how SEMCORP is helping to shape a resilient and sustainable energy future. We're actively involved in all four energy switches of uh, Singapore energy future story. Natural gas, solar, regional import and low carbon alternatives. I think best combination of solution to achieve both resilience and sustainability in safeguarding Singapore energy future. I have spoken at length just now about how we are involved in the three switches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we are involved in the solar, we are involved in regional imports and also low carbon alternatives. Now I would like to share a little bit more about the first switch which is the gas, which is a very important switch in, in, in making sure that uh, the resilience and, and sustainable energy future as well. Uh, SEMCOP is the first to bring in pipe natural gas 20 years ago. And this is a first transition, replacing fuel oil with imported pipe natural gas, which helped drastically bring down Singapore CO2 emission without compromising economic growth. Looking forward, we want to replicate in this current era of energy transition, which focuses on moving from high carbon to a low carbon generation assets. Besides uh, transiting from the supply source, I think we also need to build a robust ecosystem. What I mean is that we need to work with schools to train up people. We also need to work with research centres to actually build up the R&D. We also need to work with regulators and, and host all the stakeholders. A sustainable, a resilient energy future, we need to work with many stakeholders 
to make sure that uh, the whole ecosystem can actually support the change. All the pieces of the puzzle need to come together. That's right. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Mr. Ko. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Mr. Ko Chap Kyung, who is the CEO of Singapore Southeast Asia, Semcorp Industries, as part of a special series of SUCAS brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil.